Warning! What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Forbes. I'm Kevin. I think I almost got it right this time. Guys, what's got you geeked? Well, I'm excited because uh, we just went to Lake George this past weekend. And, um, you know, it was kind of uh, my wife went to Lake George a few years ago with her mom, brought our daughter along, uh, but I couldn't go. So uh, I finally got to go there my first time. Uh, it was really cool. And the, bi- the big highlight for me is... I didn't know this, but she had written down on her list of things we could potentially do going to Ticonderoga to the Star Trek original series set tour. So she, she kind of had that planned already, even though she's not into that, she does not like Star Trek. Um, She was looking out for me and we did end up there because Saturday was rainy as hell. Um, That was awesome. If you're a Star Trek fan and you have to go, it's, it's, they've got different parts of the ship. They take you on a tour through all of them you know, the transporter room, the engineer, engineering, sick bay, McCoy's office, Kirk's bedroom, and eventually it all ends at the bridge, which is just mind blowing. Uh, beyond that, um, we you know did, noticed a few other things. Lake George is a nice place. There's falafel everywhere. Okay, um, I don't I don't know if it's a thing, but there are like six or seven Middle Eastern eateries in that little tiny town. And I mean, I did notice that there were a lot of like Middle Eastern Indian people. Um, there and I don't know if that's uh, like a, a seasonal migration type thing, but I, it was really strange. There were more falafel, gyro, kebab places than there were ice cream shops, which is not what you usually see in a resort town. No, that's a little odd. Yeah, it, it was. It was really strange. Every time I'm like, gyro, gyro. I mean, I had some kebab. It was fucking great, but it was really weird. Um, but our, our hotel, like the entire hotel, just about other than a handful of people, were all Indian people on vacation. There was a family next door to us in a, a, a double two bedroom, two bed hotel room. There was 15 people in that room. We, we counted them. There was like seven adults, like a few couples and some older guys and a bunch of kids ranging from infants, like several infants all the way up to teenagers. And wow. it was they were so loud. They were well past midnight. We called down to the guy at a. Uh, the desk he's like oh yeah I'll, I'll take care of it you know nothing ever happened they were just 
ridiculous. It, it was very strange. They kept stealing our, our furniture in front of our balcony oh, to use. Gosh. And and then when we'd sit down, the, the men were sitting over on another balcony with, where there was a table, and the women were always bringing out these clay pots of food to them. It was just really strange. Not the kind of, you know, people go on vacation, they sit at the pool, they order pizza and drink beer. You know, it was really weird. That's, yeah. isn't, isn't India the place where they have out of control COVID? Uh, I think it is out of control there. Yeah, that yeah. and uh, maybe South Africa. Yeah. And a lot of those people in Lake, in Lake George, you said? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was Refu- it, uh, refugees, maybe? I have absolutely no idea. I doubt refugees could afford to stay in Lake George, though. <laughs> well, you know, the U.S. government's been shipping refugees all over the United States, so you never know. Well, I hope they don't ship them to that hotel because it sucked. Okay, it was really bad. I did not leave a happy review. Uh, but on a bright note, I did notice something in our trip that was very, uh, uh, kind of made me happy. You have a Stewart's near your house, Paul, right? I do. Is that a Stewart's? Okay. Yes, it does. You, you know what? If you travel, every Stewart's is exactly the same, right down to the placement of the bathrooms. Really? It's so, so it's like strange. cookie cutter. Yeah, like having a nine-year-old means, hey, stop here, go to the bathroom, because we're not stopping again, you know, when we get back in the car. What do you know we're stopping at the next convenience store we see? Um, probably hit like four or five different stewards on the way out there and back and in our travels. Every single one of them exactly the same. <laughs> it was weird. It's like walking through a door, and have I been transported back in time to <laughs> Stewart's in Saratoga? Stewart's has the best milk, by the way, just so you know. Ah. Ugh. Well, if you drink milk. No, no. That's gross. That's cow juice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else about the uh the Lake George trip? Uh no, no. It was it was just a lot of fun. And as I said to you guys off uh, camera, looking forward to celebrating our anniversary on Friday. Uh, going back out to uh, Beardsley Castle in Little Falls, New York. Uh, did you so, did you take a duck tour? A what? A duck tour. You gotta take a duck tour in in Lake George. You gotta get on a duck. You know what a duck is? No. I, it's an old military. It's an old military vehicle that oh. floats. It drives. You drive it on the road. Doesn't have any suspension. They bounce. They bounce. They bounce. They go in the water and they and sometimes they float. Well, I'll tell you if I had seen, if I had seen something referencing something called a duck tour, I would have commented on it. Um, I didn't see a thing while we were there. So much huh. fun. So That's fun. too bad. I, I was on one in Boston, and they are really cool. So. All right. Okay. Um, on. <laughs> on that note, so Kev, I want you to go next because uh, okay. We, I have something to discuss with with Corbs here. All right, all right. So yeah, I'll uh, I'll throw mine out there because it probably has absolutely nothing to do with anything else. So all right, we'll throw. All right. So a couple of days ago, um, I had this thing come across. Uh, I don't know where I was. I might have been on one of my forums. Um, just forums I go on every once in a while for the articles. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Motorcycles I ride. I, I don't know what the hell that was, but whatever. Um, and there's a rally in Canada, in Ontario, Canada, there's a rally, a motorcycle rally. It called the Dacre rally. Um, they, they fashioned it after the, the Dakar rallies, uh, you know, you get your route, you got your bike, you got to get from here to there and you gotta, it, it's a, it's a fun time. 
Um, Wait, like the Cannonball Run? Uh, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something like that. You got, you know, you, your machine, and your navigation skills, and you go through the woods, and you hopefully make it to where you're supposed to go alive, and and uh, and call it a day. The really cool part about this is it's all on motorcycles, and um, this particular one is two stages, uh, 310 miles for the first stage and 270 miles for the second stage. You get 24 hours to finish the whole thing and have to follow their GPS track, and they compare my GPS track that I'll record while I'm riding um, to their to their track, and then that's how they score you. It's not based on speed. They don't want you speeding. If you go too fast in areas, that's what they also use the GPS track for. They make sure you didn't speed through a town, you know, that has a 30 mile power zone, stuff like that. You get docked points if you go too fast. But I just want to read you this little part. Okay, this little 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 blurb about the the course. Um, there's four there's four classes, and in my class, the class I signed up for, it says it's a, it's a 4 a.m. start, so four o'clock in the morning. I have 24 hours to complete. Course consists of gravel roads, road allowances. I have no idea what that means. I have a feeling they're probably not improved roads. Jeep trail, loose rock, rocky rivers with flowing water, hill climbs and descents, muddy passes, shallow water holes, easy flowing single track trail systems. Mud, bumps. And I'm going to do this on a 550 pound, 165 horsepower dirt bike. You're going to have a blast, aren't you? I hope so. Is Kathy going to be waiting at the end of this to hose you off before anyone can touch you? Well, this is pretty cool. Um, they're allowing support crews to follow the course this year. Nice. Um, and what they're doing is they're giving the support crews their own GPS tracks to follow. And they're telling them where all the different checkpoints are so they can be at the checkpoints when the riders get there. Oh, cool. So Kathy, Kathy and a good friend of mine are going to drive my truck and trailer and they're going to drive to the checkpoints, and they're going to wait for me at each checkpoint. And they'll be able to follow me with a spot. I have a, a spot device that I'll have to wear, um, which is a GPS. Uh, it's a GPS satellite communicator. So they'll be able to follow me, and they'll know where I am 24-7. I mean, there's it, it's all it needs is a GPS signal to communicate. Um, no cellular or nothing like that. Nice. So I have to rent that from the race committee, and I have to have that with me, and it's got to be on. Uh, I get disqualified if it if something happens to it. Okay, makes sense. I mean, if I die, I kind of get disqualified too. So it's like, whatever. That's the big disqualification. Yeah, yeah. Of everything. Yeah, <laughs> I've been trying to get some friends to go with me. Trying to get some friends to ride with me, and I can't find anybody who wants to ride with me yet. I don't know why. Corbs will go. Corbs, you ride a motorcycle? I don't. I'd oh. love to. I would love to. We've had this discussion for years. Years. Yes. <laughs> This isn't how you want to learn. I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna throw that out there. This is not the kind of event you want to learn on. Right. This, this is something you do when you really think you know what you're doing, but you probably don't, and you probably shouldn't. So you do something like this before you're too old and feeble to to not do it. Now, will you be taking the GoPro and possibly, you know, turning this yeah. into something for the abnormal response team uh, playlist? I've thought about it. I've thought about at least doing a GoPro on some of it to get to try to get something. Um, I could easily mount it to the bike or my helmet or something and at least try to get something. Um, we'll see. Uh, I've got a, as it is, I have to wire up a, a GPS device because I have to use a dedicated GPS device 
that they will wipe, put the put the course on, and then take back to offload the course from uh, the track and then wipe it again. So I've got to find a place to mount that. I don't have that. I've got to mount for my phone or whatever GPS device I use. Um, uh, but I don't have a, a dedicated mount for that. I'm going to use two different devices. So gotcha. I've got to figure that out. Then um, then I'd have to figure out how to mount the uh, camera, which probably wouldn't be too hard. But um, I just have to do it. Gotcha. Very cool. I'll be interested to see how that comes out. Now, yeah, when, is this, when is this race? September uh, 17, 18, 19. And um, I'm hoping that I'll be able to get into Canada by then. They, there's a limitation to, they're, they're opening the border on the 9th, there's a limitation to it. I forget what it is. I'm not sure if they're not allowing American citizens across or if it's limited. I'm not sure. I know I've got to be vaccinated. I'm just not sure what the limitations are. Gotcha. So I'm hoping by that time in September, I can get across. Nice. Yeah. Race fees are not refundable, but the Airbnb is. So okay, we'll, good. we'll see. I got Airbnbs because I'm not the only one going. Gotcha. So not going to make my wife and my friend sleep in the, the sleep in the trailer trailer yeah no <laughs> i can do that well awesome i'm looking forward to seeing what happens with that yeah corbs <clears throat> yes sir um do you have something that's got you geeked or, or do we have something that's got you tweaked this week i got a little bit of i got both okay um well i was in, in anticipation of this tweaked one after oh, I yeah, well, the tweak one, quickly. yeah, the tweak one we'll get to, we'll get to. But, um, <laughs> what's got me geeked is uh, today. Today, I uh, been having issues with my neck, uh, real bad migraine headaches, stiff neck, um, to the point where I've not been sleeping. Well, that's not good. It's been that bad. I've had to like sleep with a heating pad on my neck just to get some type of comfort to even get a couple hours of sleep. So I signed up for a massage for today. Mm-hmm. Over at uh, Hands and Health Massage, right up the street from where I live, and half an hour massage, deep tissue massage, and it was amazing. So the girl did a great job. Um, so uh, I would recommend if you have any, if you want a massage, this is the place to go. They're very good, um, just fantastic. Made my <laughs> neck, the pain in my neck has gone away. Um, I had a huge knot that you could actually see in the mirror in my neck. That's how bad it had gotten. So, wow. yeah. So the, the girl that uh, massaged her name is her name is Katie. She was fantastic. So, and I would uh, I would probably go back if I ever needed to go back again and and go to her. She was great. So that's what that's what's got me geeked. It's not that to me. It's pretty exciting because uh, I like massages. My sister will. My sister's the one that does the massage on my neck normally when she's around or my girlfriend will do it but so i had the professional do it and hands down one of the best massages my girlfriend gets good massages don't get me wrong but professional doing it is a lot different so she actually will push on the, the knots in your back and stuff like that and gets them all to to release so it was it was great it was nice and relaxing half an hour nothing better so that's what's got me geeked so What's got me tweaked, and Paul knows this one, because I, uh, <laughs> I kind of spurred it on. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So you guys know my son's birthday was last week, and it took Monday and Tuesday off. We did a bunch of stuff together. Um, Sunday, we went to the Strong Museum in Rochester. 
hung up there for a while. I sent Paul, actually, I sent pictures back to the, to the group chat. I don't know if you guys saw some of them. But then uh, on Tuesday, we went to Corning Museum of Glass. So that's what the two things we did. But what we did on Saturday is my ex, his mother came up for a birthday party with his friends. And I booked two hours at Apex Entertainment. Where is that? It's a Destiny USA. Top third floor canyon area. Now we've been there before. Service was pretty good, pre-COVID. So, like I said, I booked two hours, showed up there. Everything was fine. Had the reservation. It was all paid for. So we got on our bowling lanes, and the guy who came in and kind of sat us and, you know, kind of sat us down and explained everything, brought over two pitches of soda. It was at 4.15. At 4.30, I asked them to send them. We asked them to send a wait, waiter or waitress over to take our food order. He came back over. I ordered, we ordered two sprites, two sprites. Okay. Uh-huh. He brought back two club sodas. Not the same. Definitely not the same. Doesn't taste the same. Trust One's me. One's drinkable, the other one isn't. Yeah, exactly. And we ordered two cheese pizzas, chicken or plain cheese quesadillas, and chicken strips. That sounds delicious. It was supposed to be. You're being a dick. <laughs> so, at this was at four thirty. At five o'clock, we hadn't we, he hadn't come back to fill the pitchers of soda. He hadn't brought back the two sodas that we had asked for for myself and my son's mother. Those hadn't come back yet. So I asked to speak to the manager. Okay? The guy I talked to said he was the manager. He would send somebody over. He would take care of it. He would send the kid over that was the was our waiter. At 5.15, he still hadn't shown up. So now I'm I'm getting pissed. I was pissed originally, but now I'm getting really pissed because A, we're only there until six o'clock. The kids haven't eaten yet. And we're almost done bowling. So I head over to the bar to get the manager at the to get the manager at the bar to send the site manager over. Because now I'm like, this is ridiculous. So as I'm walking over, I find the guy that originally said he was the entertainment manager. Okay. I said, I said, can you please come over to my to lane one? I need to talk to you. He's like, yeah, I'll be right there. So I go over to lane one. As I'm going into lane one, it's now about 5.30. They show up with the food. Okay. Now, I, I would have been happy at that point. But the food, the pizza, the cheese and pizza was burnt. The quesadilla was bone cold. The chicken strips was cold and the pizza was cold. So it all been sitting back there and they just hadn't bothered to bring it out to you. I kept, I knew where the guy was that was our, was our waiter. He was on the other side of the bowling alley and he was waiting on everybody over there. He wouldn't come back over and he could literally look over and see me. I was standing against the wall looking at him every time he came over to the register in front of our area i was looking at him. he would not come over and, and say anything to me so the manager comes over and i said look i'm not paying for my food i said the kid who brought the food over hasn't been back he didn't fill the pictures up he didn't bring over the two sodas that i asked for and my food is ice cold 
and he's like, he goes, I apologize for it. No, no, no issue. We'll take the whole bill off for you. So they didn't have to pay for any of the pizza. That was the good part. The bad thing was the fact that it was such piss poor service. I will not go back there. I'm sorry. I, I, I can't, I can't bring myself to go back there. My son loves it there. Oh. So I, I won't go back there for a really, for a really long time. So it is the, was the worst. I've had some bad service in times. I've had some really bad service at times. This is the worst service I've ever had. To bring food out that was burnt and cold. That's just, that to me was, it was uncalled for. It's, it's impressive to be quite honest. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, take, that takes us a special level of uh, inefficiency. Ineptitude. Yeah. yeah. And, the takes, part, and the best part effort. about it was, the kid was the, was the employee of the month. <laughs> Were they short on staff, or I have no idea. They didn't could, say anything. Couldn't to tell. Us. You couldn't tell. They didn't look like they were short on staff. I would have been okay if you'd have said something when I first ordered food. Hey, look, we're the kitchen staff right, a little short right. staff. We're, you know, food's gonna take a little while to come out. He never once said anything. The issue I have is he never came back. Ordered yes, five thirty. He yeah. didn't show back up. Ordered four thirty. He didn't show up back up until four five thirty with the food, and it was cold. He just put it down and walked away. Didn't say anything to me. Didn't say anything to my my ex. Anything. And I felt bad because I told the kids, don't eat the food. Because they were starving. Right. And then I had to explain to their parents when they came to pick them up. Why they were starving. Why they didn't eat. When they came to pick them up like a, an hour after. Because what happened was after they got done with bowling, they wanted to do laser tag. Nice. So I paid for them to do so because I didn't we didn't pay for the I didn't pay for the food. I paid for them to put laser tag. You should have gotten them real guns and gone out and killed their dinner. Probably would have been a lot. It would have been a lot faster. And then just cook it in the parking lot. It would have been a lot, would have been a lot of fun. Well, top it was raining. It was raining pretty hard that day. Well, yeah, I go down true. to the parking garage. There's got to be some homeless people down there with a trash can fire going. Kill it and grill it. <laughs> now, my biggest question is: when you talked to the manager, were you common composed or did you go full Karen? Which one? All of them, I guess. <laughs> the first guy I was first guy yeah, I was which common. boss level. <laughs> <laughs> the first guy I talked to, I was I was relatively calm. So, but the second guy that I talked to, the quote unquote entertainment manager, don't know if he was actually entertainment manager. He got a little, he got an earful. Did he? Did he ask you this? Did he say, "Are you not entertained"? <laughs> no, he didn't put he didn't put Maximus on me. <laughs> so, but. He did give us free ten dollar gameplay cards. But if you're not going back, they'll never get used, right? Pretty much. <laughs> they're my they're in my bowling bag right now. So there you go. So all right. And, and here I thought what had him tweaked was going to have something to do with the text messages you said. Oh no, let's talk about that on mic. <laughs> no. Text messages were the text messages were more fun. Yeah. So, as you guys may or may not have noticed, um, we did not record um, last week because um, we decided we needed to observe the national week-long holiday, and that is Shark Week. Week. It was brought to my attention that it was Shark Week, Um, so, you know, we need to observe, and everyone, yeah, that's what Hugh tells me. Um, We also, you know, had had some some of the team... Spending all day traveling back from out of town, so 
I was trying well, to be a nice guy there. Y- you know, the, the worst part about this all is that when I said, hey, we're taking the night off for Shark Week, that was a joke. And when <laughs> I came back joke, to you, you said. yeah, well, half of a joke. I mean, if you said, yeah, you know, we, I want to watch Shark Week too, I would have been fine. But uh, I was joking. And then you come back to me like, yeah, we canceled. I'm like, what? <laughs> really so let, let's let's go over the timeline of how that works i get that text message from Hugh, and we go back and forth a little bit and then while we're going back and forth i'm messaging kevin at work saying hey i think we're just going to cancel tonight you know you're driving back you don't need the extra bullshit after driving five and a half hours and he's like okay and so then <laughs> then i text corbs and said hey how would you feel about taking the week off of the show <laughs> so I get back. Just me. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. Wow, you guys were talking about him when we came in. <laughs> no, we weren't. Um, <laughs> Dude, Corpse, I had nothing to do with that, man. I swear. <laughs> Wait, it gets better. It does get better. Oh, man. So, I don't know if I can handle the laughter. <laughs> so, me being the good friend and executive producer that i am said yes just you you've been benched and i and i gave it a a, yep i gave it a couple of beats before i responded (laughs) and said no i'm just fucking with you we're taking the week off (laughs) what a dick (laughs) what i do the best the best part about it is is i pulled out the old major league reference he said that he goes he goes no all of us and i go shit I've been cut already. Yes, I forgot about that part. <laughs> Actually, you know, I I think I have the best part here because clearly th- this emanated from you know the the idea that I threw out there. You know what I ended up doing that night? Turns out Damara had a uh, a meeting with one of the the book people. They they do the I don't understand this. They had a, an author or an agent come, a literary agent come in, and they all did a Zoom meeting. So I didn't get to watch Shark Week that night anyway. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Um, I'm hoping that everybody took the opportunity to get all caught up on Loki so we can discuss that later in the show I did I don't know about anybody else but I did oh I'm oh I'm yeah I watched it that night (laughs) no I watched it uh, watched it over the weekend I did I did while I was on on Monday when I had the day off I watched Without Remorse and I watched good movie. It was a very good movie. I'm ho- I'm hoping they come out with another one, which I think they, they said they might. Um, and I watched tomorrow the Tomorrow War. What is okay? Is this something we should add in for the midstream later for uh, Without Remorse? You want me to take notes on that so we remember to come back to it? Sure. All right. Um, I like Tomorrow we, War too. It was good. You yeah you talked about it yeah last episode yes yeah, two weeks, yeah, a couple of- um. So I'm going to jump into my what's got me geeked now because I'm pretty geeked about it. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the announcement, but Lionsgate um, acquired the rights for Clerks 3. Hmm? That's happening. Um, And it's happening soon. They're filming in August. And they are filming on location in New Jersey. So they're coming back home to make the what i'm assuming is the final installment here um i'm hoping at this point it has to be because they're making a movie about the making of the first movie of the making of the first movie (laughs) 
It's like Kevin Smith is eating his own ass now. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there. Um, well, he can do that now that he's lost all that weight. Right, he can reach. <laughs> wow. uh, so, yes, yeah. Uh, we're going to have to touch on this. Sorry, too. man. I'm sorry. I'll stop. <laughs> no, don't. No, I'll, I'll deal with it. Uh. Um, but, yeah, um, what what's coolest for me is I'm hoping – I don't know how movie production works, so I don't know how long they're filming. But um, if they're filming into September, there is a good chance that I might be able to get peripherally near the production since I'm going to be in Red Bank in, in the middle of September. Well, knowing Kevin Smith, it probably should take about three months, but they're going to film it in like six and a half days, so I wouldn't get your hopes up. Right. I, I'm tentative about it. Um, all right. Um, guys, is anybody uh, playing anything good in the next uh, nine minutes? No. No? You haven't been playing anything? Nothing at all. I started playing something on my phone. What are you playing? Because mine's a mobile game as well. Mine is called Idle Golf Tycoon. Idle Golf Tycoon. Interesting. Like idle, like roller coaster tycoon, fitness tycoon. You basically build, a, you basically manage a golf course. Gotcha. And all you, all you do is you just collect money, open up because you start out. You know, you only play one hole. You got to open up all the holes. You got to get enough money to open up all the holes. And then when you get all the holes open, they switch you to another. Isn't that how life always works? It is always. <laughs> so you got to, you know, got to build a clubhouse. You got to put the the bar in, outside bar, and all that stuff. So I just nice. started playing it today. It came up as a. And add on one of my other games. That's I how I get roped into all these goddamn I'm games. Like, yes. I got a golf course game. I got to play this now. You know, I think it is just like a harbinger of how far we've fallen as a society that idle games is now an actual valid category of games. <laughs> right? It used to be like, oh no, I don't want to play that. That's that's like idle. You don't do anything. Now it's like, hey, here's a game for you to not do much. You're not wrong. Literally, I just like I'm I'm, I'm collecting money in my game right now. I'm not even touching my phone. So. Perfect. Uh, it's funny because my, the game I'm playing is somewhat similar. Um, not as in golf, but it's the kind of the whole building kind of thing. Um, but I'm playing AEW Elite General Manager. I downloaded that. I just haven't had a chance to play it yet. Uh, it's pretty cool. And it's literally exactly what it sounds like. You are the general manager of AEW Wrestling. And you have to, you know, sign your roster. You have to build the, the entire television show and it's it's really cool and they give you different challenges to do you'll get to that part soon you where you have to like push a certain superstar and you have to get them to a certain amount of popularity in a certain What's time frame aew elite general manager all right so yeah so that's that's what i'm playing i'm having fun with it um it's, it's cool because it gives you different scenarios and different match types and you can add in if someone's can like using chairs or a forklift because that was a thing that came up cool. um yeah so it, it's, it's pretty neat they do Check they go out. up and down they do and they go front to back yeah kind of pointy too yes they hurt when you get smacked in the leg with those too just I, I, i'd like to throw something out about the game i'm playing yes i thought you would it sucks what happened? So, I don't know, about a year ago or so, they said they had to upgrade their platform. It was a web-based game. It was meant to be played in the browser. So in order to update, upgrade, they wanted to go to Unity. They wanted to use the Unity engine, upgrade it on top of Unity, and, and come out with a bigger, better world, you know, and just better all around. So in the interim, 
Because Flash was going away. That was the whole thing. Right. Flash was going away, so they had to do something. So what they did is they built an app. And within the app, they had their own version of Flash so they could continue to play the game that existed within this app. It worked okay. There was a few things that wasn't, wasn't great about it, but it worked okay. Well, they finally went back to web-based, and it is horrible. This isn't even alpha level. This should never have been released to the public. Really? There's so many bugs. It's so bad. I mean, there's things on there that just take so long to do that, I mean, you shouldn't, shouldn't they shouldn't have done it. There's no way they didn't know about these problems. And it's just made the game horrible. That's too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. Now, if you guys don't remember, he's talking about Settlers Online. He's he's mentioned the game a couple of times. This was you've been playing this for quite a while. You're kind of really committed to the game. So if you're having this kind of reaction, that's got to be pretty bad. I'm a little over a year in, you know, and I and we just got through uh, the um, it's a summer event. They call it the uh, that's what the hell they call it? The so- it's a it's a soccer challenge. It's based on oh, yeah, soccer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they call it something else. They call it um, summer it football or something. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it, the event went well. It was three weeks worth of uh, worth of bonuses. They they pump everything up, and you get all sorts of extra experience and everything else. So everything you do. So I gained a couple levels, and um, you know, did did pretty well. Had a good time, and right after that, they released the web version. So you go from this, you know, really good, really good experience. You know, good time nice event and then into this and it's like i don't even want to play it anymore i don't want to i don't want to open a browser that's no fun that's unfortunate i'd find something different i guess well there you go now it's time to get that console that you don't want to buy i think i might just spend the money on my snowmobile and actually to be, to be completely honest with you you'll probably use that more <laughs> all right well i think if we're all wrapped up i think we're gonna throw it to commercial break and come back to the news all right All right, stick with us, folks. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics.
Now, before you install your prostate massager and ride a dirt bike for 600 miles, here's the news. First up, dicks in space. Jeff Bezos rode a giant phallus into space this week, touted as a billionaire space race with Richard Branson, who got there a few days earlier. Now, I'm not sure why there would even be a rivalry. Bezos gave half his money away to his ex-wife in a divorce over his infidelity, and he is still the richest man on the planet, okay? I mean, come on, seriously. It went sometimes one day he'll drop below, the next day he's like, oh, I'll release a new Amazon product, and boom, he's right back up there. The guy is not hurting. In fact, he had enough money to still be able to fund rocketing a giant white dick thrusting past the atmosphere to hang in space for a few seconds, which may be the other reason for the divorce. For real, he's like, make it look like a dick and bigger than Branson's and Elon's. Why would he care? You don't need the biggest wang when you have all the money. Next up, blow up the internet. Leslie Grace has been cast as Batgirl in the upcoming HBO Max adaptation. It's going to center on the daughter of uh, Commissioner Gordon, uh, Barbara Gordon, for those who uh, don't know, uh, becoming a crime-fighting vigilante in Gotham City. This is the second Bat character in a row to get a race swap because uh, Leslie Grace is of um, uh, Nicaraguan descent, I believe. Currently, 4chan is crying and masturbating with their own tears. It's awful. It's a bad sight. Don't go look at the incels right now. Finally, there goes my free time. Netflix is expanding to include video games. Mobile games at first, and they're going to be free to all of their subscribers. Because why not? Really, I tried to think of something funny here. Um, but it's just really, it, it's awful. I mean, they're everybody, all of the corporations are getting into everything. You know, it's, it's, it, it pretty soon we're, well, well, you, you know what it's like, you know, so what I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to end the news right now and I'm going to uh, start playing Stranger Things Puzzle Battle on my way to the Amazon convenience store to get some ground to beef by Google to make tacos since Demolition Man was so wrong about who runs the future. Paul? In other news, the state of Florida is bigger than England. Back to you, Corbs. Anybody ever tell you like a, you look like a penis with a hat on? What? What? <laughs> like one of those little skull rubbers. Yeah, there you go. Swim Don't the, be get, get away there, okay? <laughs> so, for the movie this week, uh, we're going to go with A League of Their Own. Now, I know I screwed Paul up by doing this because we talked about something else earlier, but fuck yeah. Hey, we'll do those ones next week. Exactly. See, I'm, I'm thinking at, I'm thinking outside of the small box that I live in. All right, League of the Own, directed by Penny Marshall. It has an ensemble cast with the main players in it, Tom Hanks, Gina Davis, Madonna, Lori Petty, and everyone's favorite, Rosie O'Donnell. Don't look at me like that, Paul. Released on July 1st, 1992. It's directed by Penny Marshall. Like we said, League of Their Own chronicles the story of the first women's baseball league, which was formed during World War II while the men were off to war. In the film, Tom Hanks plays Jimmy Dugan, an alcoholic ex-baseball player who becomes the women's head coach, follows, follows several, several women, including Gina Davis as Dottie, Lori Petty as Kit, Madonna is May, and they're recruited to play professional baseball during the Second World War. The team reluctantly is coached by, as aforementioned, Jimmy Dugan. It is com- is a comfortable, promising setup that employs 
previously unwatchable uh, effort by Marshall as a filmmaker. Um, basically, it's it's the story of the Women's Baseball League. It uh, was formed, I believe, in 1943. It ran for nine years. Um, this movie goes about how these women basically um, kept the, the home front baseball going during the World War. Now, what happened is after they, the first year after the league, they got, the men came back, they got back into playing baseball. So the league kind of dwindled out after that. I mean, they hung around for a while for nine years, um, but it does chronicle that. And at the end of the movie, it shows that these women from this league were actually inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, which was the first. Obviously, there's no women in in the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's a man's game, basically, for now. Um, so it's it's a great movie. I mean, I'm sure people have seen it. I don't know if you guys have all have seen it, but I mean, I love it. I think it's a great movie. Uh, so love do it. I. I mean, I watch it every time. It's got some great lines in it. The best line in it, by far, is when. Tom Hanks shows at the girl for missing the cutoff and there's no crying in baseball. Yes. You know, and then umpire comes over and says something to him, says something to him about, you know, you should treat these women like you would treat your own mother. And he makes a comment of, well, does anyone tell you you look like a penis with a hat on it? <laughs> That's where that, that came from, Paul. So it's a good, it's a great movie. Um, I know it's got some pretty good baseball movie stuff in it, but it's, it's a fantastic movie. Uh, I, I give it I always give it four stars. When it's on, I will watch some of it. I don't normally watch all of it, but when it's on, like the reason I did the movie is I was watching it tonight. An encore. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. So I was watching it tonight. That's why I said that to Paul because I mean I can I could have done the other, other two movies, but I was watching that one and I'm like, you know, I haven't done this movie yet. It's baseball season, so I decided to to run with that. So. So yeah, League of Their Own. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, it's I, one of the best baseball movies out there. So I forget. Are any of the um, any of the roles real? Like, or were any? I don't, think, I don't think any of them were real. Wow. Um, Probably they, more of like inspired by. Inspired by, yeah, because yeah, um, okay. Tom Hanks' character Jimmy Dugan. He's ex, his character that was inspired by Jimmy Fox um, for the Boston Red Sox. So. So yeah, they were inspired by, but they weren't like direct um, descendant or adaptations ed, ed, of people in the actual league. So, but there's some other some other uh, people in it. Lori uh, Taylioni's in it. She's she's an extra in it. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, so, you know, you got other you got other John Lovitz is in it. I mean, yes. so it's gives us a little tickle. There's quite a few stars, quite a yeah. few big stars in that movie. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. It's a pretty good ensemble cast, though. Of course, then there's also Rosie O'Donnell, which is whatever. Yeah, there was a point where she was kind of funny, right? But and that was that, right at that time. Then she went off the deep end, and it was just oh yeah, she whatever. went off she's off the deep end now. I don't understand that. But yeah, at that time she was kind of she was kind of big. She had her own talk show or whatever was going on or whatever. No, it was before the talk show, wasn't it? Uh, Hasn't she always been big? <laughs> so, but no, good movie. Oh well, yeah, she's an overweight, uh, angry lesbian that looks like a man. I mean, what do you want? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying, in her case, it's just pretty facts. horrible. Pretty horrible. 
So and, and now I don't know if at the end when they're the when they're showing the older ladies playing in the uh, I, Double Day Field, which is up in Kubasan, it's the actual field in Kubasan. Now they might actually be the players from the league. I'm not 100 percent sure. I, I always wondered if the women that they used to go in when they were walking through yeah. the um, the display. Yeah. I always wondered if they were the yeah. real women. Yeah. I was wondering. I'm always wondering the same thing. If those were the actual women that were that had played in that league, and if the girls that were playing on the field at the end, you know, they're going to be down the songs playing. If those ladies are the real ladies that played in the league too, and I think they might be. I mean, I probably have to watch the credits to find out if they actually were. So. But it's a, it's a great movie. It's a it's you know it's a touching movie and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. you're not wrong. No, never. That's, no, what, that's, that's what's so right about me. <laughs> never wrong. Don't listen it's, to de- it's definitely one I've seen a couple of times for sure. Yeah. Totally. Now our good friend Roger Ebert. Friend um, of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. Still yeah. dead. Um, he gives it three stars, Corbs. He doesn't know baseball. <laughs> um, and he says, <clears throat> until seeing Penny Marshall's A League of Their Own, I had no idea that an organization named the All-American Girls Professional Baseball League ever flourished in this country. Even though I was 12 when it closed up shop and therefore of an age to collect Bob Feller and Robin Roberts baseball cards and listen to the Cardinals on the radio. The league was founded in 1943 when it briefly appeared that men's baseball would be a casualty of the war. And once the men came marching home, it's a wonder the league survived until 1954. So he's saying 11 years. Then it was consigned to oblivion. History is written by the victors. At the time, it seemed as if the women's league might mean the financial survival of the major league baseball franchises and their owners. The movie gives us a Chicago candy bar mogul in place of the Wrigley's and shows his agents scouting the countryside for women who could play ball. In a rural area of Oregon, Scout finds two sisters, Dottie and Kit, played by Gina Davis and Lori Petty. One who can catch and hit, the other who can throw but is a sucker for high fastballs. He brings them back to Chicago for tryouts with a lot of other hopefuls, including would-be team members played by Madonna, Corbs' favorite Rosie O'Donnell, and Megan Cavanaugh. A coach is needed for the team, which is based in Rockford. The owner, Gary Marshall, recruits Jimmy Dugan, played by Tom Hanks, a one-time home run king whose alcoholism wrecked his career and left him without prospects. For the first few weeks of the season, Dugan can hardly focus on the field, but then he starts to take an interest in his girls. Not like that. By the end of the season, Rockford is in the World Series against Racine. No great achievement since there, there are only four teams in the league. A League of Their Own follows many of the time-honored formulas of sports movies and has a fair assortment of stock characters. The plain girl who bl- gains confidence, the brash girl with the heart of gold, the jealous sisters. But it has another level that's a lot more interesting. After years of perpetrating the image of the docile little woman who sat at home caring for her lord and master, American society suddenly found that it needed women who were competent to do hard, skilled work during World War II. Rosie the Riveter became a national emblem. Hollywood threw out its romance scripts and started making movies about strong, independent females, and it was discovered that women could actually excel at professional sports. The movie remembers this period from from the present. 
it begins with Dottie Hinson, the Gina Davis character, now older, taking a trip to Cooperstown for ceremonies honoring the Women's League. What we learn about Dottie is that she never took women's baseball all that seriously. She was the best player of her time, and yet in her mind, her was, wow, that's horrible. Her was simply on hold until her husband came back from the war. I'm just reading a script here. Is that script on the internet, or is he giving this to you like through an EVP? Yes, through a, definitely through an EVP. I threw my okay. spirit box over here. Hold on. Dugan, the coach, tells her she lights up when she plays baseball, that something comes over her, but she doesn't seem aware of it. The ambiguity about ambiguity, ambiguity about a woman's role is probably in the movie because it was directed by a woman, Penny Marshall. A man might have assumed that these women knew how all important baseball was. Marshall shows her women characters in a tug of war between new images and old values. And so her movie is about transition, about how it felt as a woman suddenly to have new roles and freedom. The movie has a real bittersweet charm. The baseball sequences we've seen before. What's fresh are the personalities of the players, the gradual unfolding of their coach, and the way this early chapter of women's liberation fit into the high-bound tradition of professional baseball. By the end, when the women get together again for their reunion, it's touching. The way they have to admit that, what do you know? They really were pioneers. It sounded like he liked it. It did. Surprisingly enough, with it being a sports movie. So in 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 the in the vein of sports movies, you know, including the standalot, of course. Yeah. Where where does this fall in your in your spectrum? For as far as like we're talking just baseball movies, we're talking sports. Movies. No, no, I gotta. I think you gotta really say sports movies because if you keep it in one particular area, you gotta really compare some of the really bad ones. And there's, you know, there's there's some really good movies out there yeah. that you don't even have to be a sports fan to really appreciate. True. For instance, uh, you know, Field of Dreams. Caught me off guard. Uh, I'm a bit of a girl when I watch it. I'll be honest. Um, yeah. Never expected that. Love the movie. Uh, Rudy, amazing movie. Couldn't give two shits about football. Love it. Um, but where does this fall on your spectrum? Um, it's probably going to be top ten. I mean, I've got some movies that I, I enjoy that are that are better sports movies. I mean, for me, I mean, you got Caddyshack is a classic. That's going to be, you know, up there. Bull Durham is another classic for me. Fear the Dreams is a classic for me. Um, that I've got, that's got special meaning to me. I told you guys about the special meaning that it means to me. I don't uh, think you ever told me. Uh, huh? When I was when I first got out of high school, my father and I took a trip to to Chicago to watch the White Sox. And one of our day trips from there, we went to the Field of the Dreams field. And I got to play catch with my father on the field. You did? Yeah. It was the greatest thing ever, man. I, had, I actually got to take batting practice on that field. So when I, we showed up there, there was a bunch of little kids, wow. little kids playing. And they were throwing. Obviously, guys were hitting and stuff like that. So my dad said to me, he "said Come on, let's let's go up there, take it, get a bat or whatever, and hit." So there's a kid was throwing, wasn't throwing real well. My dad said, "Hey, can I throw a little VP to my son?" And he's like, "Sure." So my dad started throwing, and I started hitting, like I started hitting bombs. These, and you could see all these fathers, their face lit up, and they all grabbed their gloves and ran on the field and were catching fly balls that I was hitting. 
So it was great. And then my dad and I went in the outfield and uh, got to play catch up. So that was your wow. Star Trek. That was your Star Trek original series set tour moment. Oh, definitely. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. And I, I, my dad and I talk about it all the time. Every time I see my dad, we mention it to each other. Talk about we talk about that movie. We talk about going to that place and, and having a chance to actually play catch on it. So did you did you line up and then just hand over your twenty dollars without even thinking about it? Not even thinking about it. And it's and there's 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 a box there for donations, and I shit you not. People put money in there, like they just walk up and put money in there. Nobody, you don't even think about it. It's all twenty dollar bills. Tell me, it's all twenty dollar bills. I don't know what it was. I don't know what my dad put in there, but he put money in. There. Wow, so it's it's the greatest. It's, it was it was the best thing. It was the best thing about that trip. And I'm a Chicago White Sox fan. I saw three games in Comiskey Park, the old Comiskey Park, with my father, and that's still with the best part of the trip. And we walked up. They we got there on a Friday. We got there on a Thursday, and we showed up, and we drove to Wrigley Field and got seats two rows off the field at Wrigley Field. And still the best part was going. And you to get seats at Wrigley Field, we tried to get seats in the bleach at Wrigley, but we couldn't. We had to sit right behind the Chicago Cubs bullpen. So I got to talk to the pitchers on the team. I talked to a couple of guys. Kirk Wendell was one of them. So, And that's hands down was the trip to to Iowa. And and you literally – you drive – you drive out this place and all you see is fucking corn. It's yeah, you're I mean the the picture, I don't know if it's the real picture, but it's damn close to what it really is, as I yeah, understand it's, it. It's it's just like that. When they you show the line of cars, yeah. it's just yeah. yeah you, it's just corn as far as you can see. And then you turn yeah. off this road, go up a little farther, make another right, make go up and there's the house, and it's right there. So yeah. So that's gonna be up that that's up there. And then for me, um Another big movie for me is Slapshot. Slapshot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, the reason I like Slapshot is my father, they filmed here in Syracuse. They filmed at the War Memorial. Okay. So my my dad was supposed to be in that movie. Yeah. My dad actually was the one of the bodyguards for Paul Newman when he was in Syracuse. Oh, nice. that's awesome. Yeah, he got to meet him. Awesome. He, he got to meet him. Paul Newman came to my my grandmother's house and had dinner at my grandmother's house, and so that. So he offered that he when they come to get the Hansons and the two cops are at the door, down the hallway. That was supposed to be my father and another another guy. The chief of police at the time said no. Oh. So they went in the movie. But oh. my dad, my dad got to drink with Paul Newman. He hung out in the dressing room. Like when they were when he was in the dressing room, they were they was they had, they had to stand at the door. He's like. It's like fuck that. Come in here. Here, have a beer. Sit ah. down, and have some food. So we got to sit and drink with Paul Newman. So, that's cool. Yeah. So that's that's another good, that's another one for me. And then so and the League of Their Own is up there. So, but yeah, that's that, I got a couple movies that are, are close to my heart. Though Slapshot, I just like this. It's just fucking funny. I love that movie. Just the, the the whole concept of the movie and stuff like that. And you know, so me. Yeah. Very cool. I'm glad I asked. I, I would. I don't. I never heard the part about the field of dreams. That's really neat. Yeah. Well, I know we talked about. It, it might have been just before you you joined the the show. I know Paul has started a couple of times. So mm-hmm. I think he. I know he started at least once or twice. So yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. It was one of those movies I never cared about seeing. And my wife and I, you know, we we love to watch movies. We're sitting around one night and we're like, ah, it's on. Let's watch it. Yep. 
I lost Major Man Card that night. And I don't care. I'll watch that movie again tomorrow. Doesn't yep. bother me a bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's it to me. It's it's a touching movie. And like you said, I, I lost my man card that night when I watched the very first time and he played catch with his father. I was it, I was done. And I'll tell you right now, I still to this day tear up at that part. Yeah. So but it's it, to me it's it's touching because not many kids get a chance to do something like that there. Yeah, and I got to cool. do that. So that's wicked cool. So every time, every and time you, I see a plane catch with his father on that field, I think the plane catch with my dad. So and you'd already seen the movie by that time, right? Oh when yeah, you, I've seen it. I've oh seen yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Okay. okay my cool. my favorite baseball player is Sugar Joe Jackson. Oh okay. So, okay. So I've watched I've watched Eight Out. I've seen that one like I don't know fifty times. Been the dreams probably thirty or forty times. So I just to, for me to be able to go. And with that movie and be able to be on that field and do that with my father and just everything that was associated with that film there, it just was, uh, it was really, it was just really, like I said, it was the, best, was the best part of that trip. And we were there for four or five days. I actually missed my first day of college <laughs> nice. to go out there. So yeah, it's worth it. It was, it was, it was well worth it. And I just, I would love to go back someday with my dad. So maybe later on when he's a little older, I'll take him. So. Well, I mean, he's you gotta keep him spry enough so he can still throw well, pitches. God damn don't it! Don't wait too long because he may just walk into the corn. And that'd be the that'd be the end of it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, no. Hey, if my dad walks in the corn and disappears, I'm okay with that because then it would be uh, that, that would be pretty fucking cool. That's a pretty good ending to the story. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, you got him. You got you know Ray Liotta, James Earl Jones. I mean, another star packed movie. Star. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and that has that the great greatest monologue, any baseball monologue ever. That monologue that James Earl Jones speaks towards the end of that movie, hands down, the best monologue yeah. to, to do with baseball in any movie. So, yeah. James Earl Jones talks, people listen. Oh, yeah. They, I thought that was E.F. Hutton. They lose their heads. It's not E.F. Hutton, it's James Earl Jones. Angel Joe. <laughs> I did catch that phone, so. Good. <laughs> because Kevin, Kevin was still talking, so I didn't know if I lost my chance there. <laughs> All right. Uh, why don't we uh, throw it to the commercial break, and then when we come back, we're going to uh, discuss, um, well, frankly, we're going to discuss what, what centers around what Kevin's wearing tonight. Um, look at that. The Kev. But <laughs> All right. We'll... <laughs> He's trying to figure out where it is. There he's filling himself up. Anyway. You know what? Boobies! I just realized something, Paul. After all this talk about Field of Dreams and Iowa and all the corn, does that mean you could say that Iowa is a corn hub? No kidding. Stick with us, guys. <laughs> What's wrong with me? I don't get it.
waiting for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. Now that was a preview of our investigation that we talked about uh, on the last episode. It's Split Rock Quarry. Uh, Paul spent a lot of time putting together an awesome video package and uh, I hope that teaser will get you guys to check it out. Uh, we're gonna talk a little about that, Paul. Uh, I know that we, we talked about, yes, we're gonna talk about Paul's awesome package. You're right. Um, I, know, I know we talked about this quite a bit last week, so I'm not sure what we can add other than you know the videos there now. Uh, and maybe, you know, a few spoilers here and there. Sorry, I was Kevin with his hand motions up there. <laughs> my, my mini prostate massager. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, it, it took me, what, just shy of three weeks? Yeah. Uh, but we got everything put together, uh, went through all the footage and all of the stills and pointed out everything and apparently i missed some things because um the grid watched it today and he said that i missed pointing out that there were orbs flying around uh in some of our footage uh, you know i didn't see any of that but he did talk about orbs an awful lot so i don't, I don't know maybe yep. he's more in tune to that than we are right corbs was flying around videos yeah. it was <laughs> now now paul I, I i gotta call you out on something i love what you did with the video i love how when uh, actually you caught an EVP that I didn't, um, and and that the watch this, me. yeah, because I, I I didn't hear that um, when I listened to the through the what I because I had the recording I had audio and Paul had the video and audio from his uh, phone so we went through two different versions of all of the events and um, I didn't catch that so that 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 surprised me I liked the font you used except the very first time you do that you say oral contact. Aural isn't yeah Aural A U R A L, but because of the font and the um, the definition of the picture, it looks like it says anal contact. So it's appropriate. Well, well, I don't know. It's me. I'm walking along. It's it's you know he's, he's behind me. He's video taping me, and all of a sudden it says anal contact. And so like, it is I, appropriate. I, I, don't, I I don't think so. 
I, I really don't. I, I was not feeling the spirit in that part of my area at that point. Um, well, we did say that he's got a little tiny package. So, I mean, maybe it was there. You don't even know it. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, everything was good. Uh, when, you, when you used that um, enhanced audio, did you use my version of the enhanced audio? For the, okay. for the digging? Yes. Yeah. Over the TV, you could, I could not hear it. Um, it was, was hard to, to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. For, um, for, our, for the video that we captured? Nothing. You can't hear it at all. Yeah. What about the um the other thing that I caught? Um, because I could hear when he when he said, "What's that?" Or did you hear that or whatever? And I have it on my recording. It didn't come through on the video. No. We should have put that in there. I, I missed that one. That's a, that's that's a my bad. But uh, but that that means you know we caught three auditory at least three auditory things. Uh, so you weren't you weren't fucking with us when the camera and this audio started going crazy. That was not me. No, because that because I, I I hadn't seen that. We didn't experience it while we were there. Right. No, that that with all that weird audio all stuff, and it's not anything where it was us messing with anything, because literally like nothing changes in between where we are. Like literally, we were doing the exact same thing. So there's no way it's something that we bumped into. You know, like the grid smashing his camera and ours. Yeah. At that one point. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, that one section of tunnel. There seemed to be something going on there. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that we couldn't, like, I guess next time maybe I should be wearing headphones or something while we're doing that to see if it if it picks up. And because that's when he could have gotten out his, his selenite crystals or did any of the other stuff he was talking about doing um, to check into that. But we couldn't really give a heads up because we didn't know it was happening. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that anybody that watches this knows that um, we, we have some plans. There are plans and schemes and things that are going to happen. And uh, Paul, you've picked up, you know, a plethora of ghost hunting equipment uh, in the past few weeks. Um, we were talking tonight before the show about some things I'm going to get. And uh, we're, we're building a blueprint, I think, to a, a pretty interesting ghost hunting show. Mm -hmm. That will go alongside our show. Yes. Yes. Um, the ghost hunting show should probably have a lot less dick and fart jokes, even though there was the one. Sure do we do we have to? I mean, come on, the holes thing. My wife lost it at that point. That was great. Did you like? Did you like the? Uh... <laughs> can't give away too much because they have to watch it now. Yes, yeah, so we want them to watch it, so we can't give away oh, all the good stuff in it. That, that was so funny. <clears throat> um, but I'm looking forward to this. Um, yeah, I, it's. I just hope that the video um, illustrates exactly like the, the experience. Like that's, that's what I was really hoping for. And it, it did, it took me a while to do the editing. Um, <clears throat> I got the notes back from the studio about, you know, transitions being too long and stuff, but yeah. Now I have to ask, did you record more of my fall or not? Because I would have been fine with you including that all. No. There. No, that was where the video ended. Because I, if you remember correctly, like when it happened, like I panicked and I shut everything off to come over and make yeah. sure you weren't dead. For the record, from now on, you never shut the camera off. No matter what I say, no matter how I'm screaming, no matter what's sticking out of my body, you oh. set it down, point it at me, and then come help me. As long as you're still breathing, the camera rolls. Even if I'm not. 
Because what's the point if I'm not breathing? Putting the camera down uh, isn't going to bring me back to life. That's a good point. That's a good point. Get well, it all. If they got on mind. camera, it didn't happen. <laughs> what I'm hoping mind. is um, going forward, I, I actually want to put together a, a full team for this. So those of us who are the actual abnormal response team um, should always be on camera. And so I, I, I do want to have someone else there to run the camera um, and to be responsible for that. So we can be doing what we plan to do, and that's to be doing the investigation. And frankly, for myself, making the dick and fart jokes. Um, so, <clears throat> and I mean, I'll bring, I'll bring the flask. That's, I mean, grid had to do some social lubrication while we were there. So it, it shows up on camera. I don't think I'm saying social anything lube. off time. Yes. Well, no. <laughs> Not that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, if and if you guys know of anybody, I mean, send them my way. I've, I've reached out to some people already, and, and schedules seem like they might be conflicting for that. So we may not have who I had in mind to be a, a camera operator. Why don't, we have, why don't we have Corp's son do it? He wants to be part of the show. Yeah, my girlfriend, Derek, she wants she wanted she wanted to go the, that night with you guys anyways. <laughs> Nobody told us. She's like, can I go? Can I go? <laughs> if she can run a camera, sure. Yeah, but you don't have to do you have to do anything run a camera, you just turn it on. Yeah, but the idea is having somebody yeah. that's not one of us doing it. That's right. the point. Because if you watch this video, one of the, the the very worst part of this video is the fact that Paul never appears in it, and that's nothing he could have fixed in post. No. Just get one of those harnesses that has a camera that points back at you. We will once we start, you know, selling this to Discovery, and we get slotted, you know, right before Ghost Hunters. But until then, uh, we're gonna have to go a little lower. They're not budget. that expensive. It's just a little bar with a camera on. You can put your phone on there. Doesn't it like bounce when you walk though? Yeah. Everything on me bounces when I walk. Well, so most of those I, most of those too, but most of those have OIS now. So you're you're good to go. I mean you just use your phone. There you go. Optical an option. image stabilization if you're Um I'm just saying most most phones have it. Gotcha. So, Kev, we were, we were discussing your shirt. Do you want to explain that? Since, well, I mean, if they watch the video, they'll see Hughes it's as my, well. It's my shirt. Yes, I guess it is. You you made it for me. Yeah, I did. That's great. This is my shirt. <laughs> so you'll notice the, the names on the front. What is on the back there, Kev? I don't know if this is going to work. I'll give it a try. All right, we're going to try this. And if it doesn't work, we're just going to try and explain it away now that is a it's a gray work shirt and there it is right on the back look at we lost his head but we got it geek pod abnormal response team perfect kev is it yes yeah. it was perfect right. the the whole team the four of us all have these shirts three out of the four have been delivered um we just there haven't made it work yet for corbs i gotta get this to work apparently right <laughs> <laughs> and get some of that excellent milk some of that, uh, exactly. that cow juice, yes. My uniform. Maybe if you leave, if you leave it in one Stuart, it'll appear in another one because they're all the same. <laughs> it'll be hanging up in that same one. <laughs> um. So it looks like the fit 
is pretty nice for everybody. That's good. I was a little nervous when I when I got the shirts. Um, I like mine. You mean but, you were a little nervous when you handed me mine? No, no, because when, you know, I, when I put you're my, like, hey, they didn't have four X. Here's a three X. <laughs> now, have you tried buttoning it up? Why would the fuck would I do that? I don't know. I, I've had enough disappointment in my life. I don't need more. I'm all about I'm all about positive thinking now. Okay. And you know, I wouldn't be happy with that anyway, because you see in the video, I'm wearing my geek pod shirt underneath. I like wearing the button up shirts open anyway. So what's funny is again, you didn't see me on camera anyway. I was also wearing mine, but I was wearing it like Kevin is, where it was all buttoned up. And I also had my geek pod shirt on underneath it anyway. <laughs> so um yeah, do I in the video, I don't think I used any of the the stills that showed me either, did I? I don't think so, no. I take that back. I I did, but I'm in silhouette, uh, which I, I thought that was a really cool, moody shot, so I needed to use that one. <clears throat> um, all right. Any any final words on the Split Rock investigation other than go to a – what? It was great. It was great. But I, I'm glad I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> um other than uh go to our youtube channel um the these kind of things are going to have their own playlist separately for uh the abnormal response team uh there's two videos in there right now i repackaged uh the syracuse smash video with uh with the abnormal response tag on it as well as the split rock investigation one so if you didn't want to sit through the whole show now you got it smash syracuse through there um what if i don't want to sit through this show then i don't know why you signed not to be a part of it <laughs> i mean his shirt i just did it for the shirt <laughs> it was the shirt as soon as his contract's up for the shirt he's done <laughs> all right for the merch <laughs> for the merch so um, our, our midstream sections, little short. I've uh, I've got a, I want to discuss all of Loki, but you uh you brought up a movie earlier without remorse, Corbs. I did. I did Tell us about that. Um, well, I don't. Kev, didn't you watch it too? I'm just double checking. I think I did. With Michael B. Jordan. Yes. Oh, yes. We definitely watched it. We yeah. definitely watched it. Yep. And yeah, I, I watched it uh, last last week, last Monday. Um, Fantastic movie. Michael B. Jordan in it was uh, was fantastic. Um, it's a Tom, Tom Clancy movie, so it's on the lines of uh, you know, Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger. Yep. Uh, some of all fears. They actually mention um, James Earl Jones' character in it. Yes. Uh, the, the Michael B. Jordan's commanding officer isn't. It's like her uncle or something like that, if I'm not mistaken something like that or so she he's mentioned in it so um fantastic movie a lot of good action scenes in it a lot of good um character development stuff like that so it, it, uh i'm i'm praying that they come up with a second one you know i, I saw on uh, on some sites that they, he's michael b jordan signed up for two more nice equals so um if you get a chance to watch it it's on I believe it's on Netflix, but I, I caught it on uh, Amazon Prime. It's, it was free. Nice. So um, so I was able to watch it. I watched that and I watched it tomorrow. War, I know Kevin mentioned that uh, two weeks ago when we were talking about it. And I watched that one too. And that was a pretty good movie too. Um, I I can kind of see why people give it a give it a little bit of a bad 
um, ramp. It's a little bit, um, it's a little hard to understand, like the whole time jumping thing and stuff like that. That was kind of a little weird. I like the fact that, you know, when he, when uh, Chris Pratt's character showed up, who he, who he runs into, who is like the main person there. I don't yep. know if you haven't seen it yet, so I'm not going to spoil it for, for the two. I don't know if the two of you plan on watching it all. That was pretty cool. Uh, and then how he goes about changing the history when he gets when he gets back. And it, it's weird. They've only gone for seven days. Is that is that what it was? Yeah, seven, seven days, days, one week. Yeah, yep. one week. They, they do another search for, for one week and stuff. So it was, uh, it was pretty good. Um, I liked it. So I was I was happy with that. I'm hoping maybe they come out. With, I'm hoping maybe they come out with another one in a minute too. So, but Chris Pratt was good in it. I liked him in that. So, I think I was surprised that Chris Pratt was in it. I don't know why. I must maybe I didn't see the trailer that he was in. I forget what it was, but all of a sudden it's like Chris Pratt's in this. Oh yeah. wow! I just honestly I figured it was a B movie. I really didn't think that it was going to be all that great. Right. But I was I was actually. Surprised yeah, on the better was, end of it. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised about it too. So, yeah, no, that was a good one. I like that one. So, I mean, it's it's like like I think I said before. I mean, it's kind of an old trope. You know, it, it's been done. Um, yeah. There's just a little bit of a different twist on it, and the ending, the ending really has you. You're you're like, oh, okay. I I I like the ending. I like the way I like the way it ended. Yep. I still have to check this one out. You do. <clears throat> I uh, so, yeah. It's I'm hoping maybe sometime this weekend I can get to it. Maybe Saturday around two o'clock. <laughs> maybe no. What's I think I'm gonna Saturday? be a little busy then. What's happening Saturday? Um. Well, I'm, we're 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 throwing a little little thing in my place for uh, my 44th birthday, which for you guys Thank watching. You. You're oh fuck. There's- for you guys watching, um, yesterday was my birthday, um, but for us, you know, recording it's tomorrow. So um, I'll be spending my birthday itself since it got brought up um, at practice for Kylie. She she has uh, competition team practice, and then I think I'm going to come back home and um, ditch my family and go see Snake Eyes. I think that's my plan. That looks like it's an awesome movie. Yeah, I, I really see that. Bringing up Chris Pratt reminded me of a conversation I had with my wife um, over the weekend. Uh, We were talking about pizza places. And I was saying, you know, you know, places like pizza, I mean, they have okay pizza. But when you're used to local pizza joints, like where they make good real pizza, it's good stuff. Pizza Hut works in a pinch. But, you know, you really want the locally owned place, right? Is everyone in agreement here? That's where you're going to get the best pizza? Yes. So I I said this, you know, eating Pizza Hut is kind of like, you know, they're filming Deadpool and halfway through Ryan Reynolds leaves. So they replace him with Chris Pratt. It's still pretty good, but it's just not the same. Okay. Yeah. yeah you get it. You get I see it. where you're going with that. He, he, I mean, he probably could have done an okay job in the movie too, but it wouldn't have been the same. No. Only if he was Star-Lord in Deadpool. Well, he's Star-Lord in everything, so that. If he was Star Lord and Deadpool, it'd be all right. <laughs> I'd be all right. I'm just saying. My okay. 
So these divergent realities are getting to me, guys. Come on. I hate divergent trying. realities. Thank you, boy, your steward. <laughs> um, so that was my uh, ham-fisted way of leading into my discussion. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kevin just got really close. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking down his show notes and I glanced up and there he was. Holy shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyway, um, that, that was my ham-fisted way of uh, leading into uh, Loki. Loki wrapped up this last week while we were on Shark Week vacation. Yeah. Um, it wrapped? Yeah, it's done. I probably should start watching it. You probably should. Well, just, just let you know, you've watched six episodes in about uh, two and a half, three hours. Yeah, you can always catch up before season two if you need to. So, Very true. Yeah. But, you know, I got to say, after five fantastic episodes, I don't want to say it was bad, but I walked away from all the other ones like with kind of a, you know, whoa. Um, this one, I don't want to say it fell flat, but... There was a lot of exposition. I mean, a good portion of that episode was three people talking across the desk at each other. And I, I don't feel like they really explained a whole lot. Like, for instance, when he gets there at the end and Owen Wilson's character doesn't really know him, they don't actually linger on that long enough to drive the point home. You know, that that yeah. even his existence, the, the timeline he's in is now different. Uh I, I feel like it was it, it was loose, and Are I found they, out why. Did you get it at the end of the episode? Pardon me. Did you Scorpio? get it at the end of the episode when they told you there would be a season two? I saw that, yeah. but I, I found out why this last episode was disjointed. Okay, and this was the effects of the production being shut down due to COVID. Oh. They did massive uh, rewrites on this final episode. Everything we saw with uh, He Who Remains was originally not supposed to be in there. He was not supposed to be revealed in the episode. He was supposed to be the after credit stinger. Gotcha. So yeah, that, that last episode was disjointed. I frankly loved it, and it was all because of He Who Remains. I, I love where they're going with it. I, I mean, I, I do, but I struggled with it because, uh, first of all, having just seen him in Lovecraft Country, that was kind of a shock. Um, uh, second of all, I, I, and may, maybe, I mean, I don't know Kang the Conqueror from the comic books all that well. I remember the, the toy, the Secret Wars figure of Kang the Conqueror, but I'm not sure I've ever actually read a comic where he was in it. Um, I understand that he was a variant of Kang, but... I guess my what I thought Kang was going to be like was very different than the way he acted that. He was very manic. It was very Jim Carrey. And uh, he, he didn't, I mean, in the end, he's not even, he's not even really the bad guy. I, maybe that's due to the rewriting. I, I'm glad that you told me that. Um, it definitely didn't land the way the rest of the series did. And I'd have to think the way they intended it to. What I got from it, and I don't disagree with you, it, it did, it, it had a weird feel to it. Would you agree with that, Corbs? I would, but I've seen stuff, I've read stuff that saying that he wasn't Kane the Conqueror. No, absolutely not. He was Nathaniel Richards. 
he is the prime version. These other variants, just like I'm just I'm just giving comic book nerdery oh, to you. Okay, that's fine. Um, my son did the same thing. My son's like, oh, that's Kang the Conqueror, and I'm like, what? No, and, and you know where we're going to see Kang the Conqueror in exactly. Ant Man three, but played right. by him, right? Yes. he is Kang the Conqueror. He he is. But what in what he was explaining about the the multiversal war, and because of what Sylvie did, it basically reignited it. That's why he yeah. said, I'll see you soon. And then when it changed everything, that's where we're going to get Kang. We're also probably going to get Immortus and every other iteration of him, all of his variants that have been through the comics. Um, it feels like they got to the big bad and what he was, was the janitor that was left over after all the other big bads, you know, died and he kind of lost his fucking mind. <laughs> that's what it felt like. <laughs> he's like oh no one else is here okay i'm a time lord now right i'm in charge now i'm gonna eat apples <laughs> dramatically um, it, it, it wasn't a bad performance i'm making it sound like i don't like it. it it's not that i didn't like it but it just you know narratively and thematically it, it felt very off from the rest of the series mm-hmm. and i think partly it's supposed to it was supposed to take like a hard like left turn um but again like i said like they had to scramble and change everything in it i wonder Um, what they intended to be there i'd love to know that there was supposed to be a lot more from what i've read of the whole miss minutes trying to bribe them we were actually supposed to see visions of like what she was trying to offer them like we were supposed to see like splinters worlds of loki as as the god of thunder and all this other stuff and and there actually was supposed to be a fight between the two of them and miss minutes and then like i said leading up to the end and then when when basically loki says you know no i'm you're not going to tempt me with this and then the post credit was that's when they meet he who remains so Um, did did miss minutes get covid did she keep COVID? What? Did she get COVID? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> well, they never showed her with a mask, so I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying, um, I mean, they lowered the clock. I mean, <laughs> the reason they started that was from, from her getting COVID. That's the whole thing. I mean, mm-hmm. but we know at least as guardians can get COVID. So. Do you think that of- those clock hands ever turn and, like, at one point during the day, it's over her eye? Kev, you still with us? I'm listening. He's watching Logie right now. Yes, he's on. (laughs) He's part way through episode one. (laughs) I, I mean, I I hear what you guys say. You know, you're saying it's a great show. It's it's great that whatever. Eh, he's never been a character that really interested me all that much. Let me. Uh, two weeks, I think. Yeah. yeah and, right? I mean, this week, we can watch the making of Loki thing that they've done and assembled for this as well. Like they do on, at the end of all of these. This is just a making of special. Um, but that, that brings me on. What if is the next one? And people in the know, I guess, are saying that there's going to be an impact to the MCU coming out of that as well. Interesting. So yeah. They must not just be adapting the comic. 
there must be another uh, gimmick there. As I understand it, though, it is still supposed to be an anthology, so we're getting a different story every episode. Maybe we're getting stories from the multiverse. Maybe that's yeah. how they're folding them. Because you don't have to do that with what if. The whole idea of what if is that you don't have to explain it. It's right. what if this happened. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to that one, too. That one's going to be really cool. I'm interested to see the MCU's first foray into animation. Um, why are you stroking uh, Logan Wolverine. back there? Yeah. Oh, and now there's... Is that a prostate massager what pull this cam out (laughs) (laughs) um i'm just excited for the marvel zombies episode come on yes that's gonna be wicked cool uh i think the captain carter episode looks like it's gonna be really cool too but i mean we haven't seen a whole lot from any of this yet uh t'challa is star lord is gonna be another one that should be interesting any idea who they had to voice him? Uh, it was um, his brother. No, it was the guy that played him. Uh, it was done before he passed. Oh, oh, it was. I didn't know that. I couldn't remember Chadwick, his name. Chadwick Boseman. Thank you. So I know That's... Christopher Judge is going to be voicing him in uh, uh, the the Avengers video game. Yes, I saw that too. All right. Um, so anything else before we wrap up tonight with some wisdom nuggets? Congratulations to the Bucks for winning the NBA championship last night. Oh, I didn't. I, I, okay. I, I um, do want to – oh, go ahead. No, no you go ahead, Hugh, because I, I, I had a couple of movies I wanted to mention that we've seen, but you go ahead. I just really quick uh, – I saw something kind of cool this past week. Um, I was watching – because, you know, I've been trying to get back into wrestling, so I, I watched um, – AEW, um, one of their their Dynamite show. And uh, really the reason I I watched it is because I saw on the news that a fan uh, broke into the ring and tried to interact and Chris Jericho punched the guy in the face. So I really downloaded it because I wanted to watch that part, you know? And um, I'm, I'm, so I I skipped through it and I'm trying to find this part. His entrance, okay? He comes out and they're playing a song from his band Fozzie. Nice. Um, Judas. Okay. So he walks out on pretty much his show to his own band's music. And there's no interruptions. There's no interference. No one's talking. They play through the entire first verse chorus and into the next verse. And the entire fucking arena is singing along. And the camera is going on to the fans. It's not like Hulk Hogan's where everyone knows a little of the chorus and they don't know the rest of it. I mean, literally, that entire group of fans, the entire arena was all united in that moment, singing Uh along. And first of all, that was pretty fucking cool because they were putting the effort into it that, you know, regular people put into singing the uh, national anthem. The other part of it, I was like, how fucking cool must that be for him? (laughs) Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the ultimate ego stroke, but it's all legit and it's all earned. So I just, it, it really struck me. It was it weird, you know, for something like that to, it, it, I want to say it had a profound impact, but it made me sit back and think, and I was like, wow, that's cool on multiple levels. That's it. Oh, yeah. It's funny. I just watched last week's episode too. I, I'm up to the last half hour. I haven't gotten there yet. Gotcha. So, and you saw it. You saw what I was talking about. I haven't gotten right? there yet. That's Oh, okay. The last thing I got to was when uh, spoiler he got the shit beat out of him backstage. Gotcha. Okay. So bless gotcha. you, Kevin. All right, Kev. 
quick hits on your movies. What other ones? What other ones have you been watching? Well, since I've uh, since I've been um, suggesting some movies and people have been liking them, um, I'll suggest two more: Human Capital and Let Him Go. Uh, Human Capital. Let me see. I got to find it again. I had it right here. Let Him Go is with Kevin Costner, right? Uh, Let Him Go is with Kevin Costner, and it is really, really good. Um, you know, watch the trailer, read about it, um, all that trailer, fun stuff. I've seen the trailer for it a few times. So yeah, that was when I was thinking about watching. So if you if you recommend it, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, dramatic dramatic comedy. Um, set in the uh, early '60s, '63, '64, something like that. Um, uh, really, really good. Um, you'll you'll love the ending. Um, but yeah, no, that's if you're a Costner fan. Uh, definitely, definitely watch that. I think he did this. He must have done it like before either just before or maybe during a break um, uh, for um, Yellowstone. Yeah. Because I mean, he, he's, he's you know, producing, directing, whatever, producing yeah. that and, and starring in it. And then this, I mean, it's, it's obviously it's relatively new. So um, yeah. yeah. So really, 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 really good. Human capital is, and I got to look up the actor. Oh, uh, Let's see, Human Capital, uh, Mr. Tomei Peters. Who's the, who's the main actor? That doesn't sound right. Hold on a second. Let me just do it this way. Sorry, I should have loaded this. <laughs> I, I want to be careful about how much I tell you guys, so I'm just going to look up the uh, IMDB on this. 2019, Human Capital. Um... Where is the? Oh, that is his name. The main character is Leave Schreiber. Now I guess I never oh, know that's, okay. what, oh, that's yeah. what his name was. But if you guys know who he is, and you're all set, Marissa Tomei is in this. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard. Um, who else would throw? Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Some other kind of minor actors. Um, maybe some people you notice or recognize. The lives of two different families collide when their children begin a relationship that leads to a tragic accident. Mm. This is one of those movies that's going to play the same timeline over and over again from different viewpoints. Gotcha. That's all I'm going to tell you. Nice. It's worth watching. Outstanding. Where do you find it, Tim? This is on HBO right now. Um... I'm sure it's probably going to come to other platforms soon. And I don't really think it's you know, like, you know, like top tier type stuff. Right. Um, it's it's it is good though. It's a it's a good watch. Marissa Torme Torme Torme. Am I saying that right? Torme. She's, she's yeah. really good in this. She's really good in this. Um, and Sarsgaard there. Sarsgaard. I remember him from some other movies. He plays an interesting role. He usually does. Yep. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Two no, two more to check out. Definitely. A lot of movies this week. Not not having cable is good. We watched stuff I never would have watched otherwise. All right. More cutting of the cord. Dig it. Cut it. Burn it. I think that's good. You should check out Corn Hub. <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm just going to. Drop my wisdom nuggets here. 
Am I perfect? No. But am I striving to be a better person every day? Also, no. And on that note, Megabyte me, bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.